Welcome in to Your Retirement Untangled with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to Asset Management Group's private client podcast. Andrew Nida here with Moise Param every single Friday. Guys, hope you're doing well. Coming to you, Mo, my man, how are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Finally uh, kicked the uh, vertigo bug that I had last week. So uh, yeah, back in the, in the full swing of things. Uh, he milked it for a little while. Oh, no, yeah. I did not. <laughs> I, mean, I might have milked the Achilles uh, a few years ago, but this one was, was knocked, tough. This one knocked him off his feet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. Oh, man. But I'm back. I'm back. And glad. Right. When you when you miss someone like this, you realize how much you need them, which I never <laughs> forgot. I knew I needed you, but it's like, oh, man, Mo, you got to get back. I'm struggling. Oh, well, we hope all of you guys are doing well. Hopefully you're enjoying some of the great weather that's coming through. And, man, I'm so ready for springtime. So, I uh, hope you enjoying that. Quick uh, personal note: we are finally moved into our house. There you go. Uh, and so we are—we're uh, not settled in, but we're moved in, and that's a big step in the right direction. So, we've got a few things we got to finish up, and you know, between you and and me, uh, it may take longer than my wife expects, but that's okay. I'll still survive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got a lot of uh, good information. Obviously, we we prepped this show from last week because. Uh, we knew that this week was going to be a pretty big week. Um, probably the most pressing, uh, expected, you know, conversation with Powell. Right. You know, since we've started this uh, rate hike, uh, tightening economy, tightening lending, tightening everything, type of a message. So, so anyway, you know, it's uh, it was what we expected, but I think there's some good information here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- I think everyone expected. A 25 basis point increase. Mm-hmm. Uh, 50 would have been a little aggressive, but I think 20, everyone was, the common consensus was 25 basis points, and just as expected, it happened. Yeah, that's right. You're, so so they moved it up a quarter of a point to 4.75, which is a little bit closer to the range of the target of 5%. And, you know, I think the reason, well, part of the reasoning he said, Powell said, was was basically, you know, with caution surrounding the stress on banking. Um you know, it, it, we needed to simply just kind of pull it back and, and go with the 25 basis points. And, you know, he made a statement, the U.S. banking system is sound and resilient. Um, and but then also in, in the same note talks about that the stress on banks could be the the item that kind of leads us into a deflationary period so that we can, you know, redirect our course and potentially you know, reduce or at least not go forward with rate hikes in the near future as expected. So, uh, you know, I think that's probably the message I want to have a quick conversation about um, because the banking side of things is a little, it's interesting. And I think it's a fear factor for a lot of people and, and, and rightfully so. Yeah. I mean um, the impact that, that this is going to have and what we've seen from the collapse of some, some of these certain banks and, and the, the rollout that we're going to continue to see, well, not continue to see, but we've seen since then is, like you said, the stress on lending, right? A lot of companies use uh, lending as a prime part of their of their overall business strategy and the pressure that these banks are having. And I'd say more of like the smaller regional banks um, will in actuality help with, you know, businesses growing, businesses spending, uh, banks lending, uh, essentially uh, the the impact of people spending. So yeah, so the the pressure that uh, these banks will have will 
hopefully, you know, kind of curb down spending and curb down and curb down some of the the business lending, which would, you know, help Powell and his mission to bring down inflation overall. Right, but it doesn't, you know, but it doesn't help us in some aspects. It help us. It, it potentially will help us from a pricing standpoint. But but you know, we need to see clearly the direction of what you know that would look like and where that takes us you know, from an economic standpoint. Yeah. When you go through and we're going through tighter credit conditions for households and businesses, when banks say, Hey, you know, we're going to have to tighten up the lending process. You know, that affects, like you said, it affects a lot of, a lot of businesses, which ultimately affects a lot of people, a lot of salaries, uh, the pricing of goods. And so, you know, it's in smaller businesses, more so than others, right? Because, you know, when you think about small business, when you think about, um, and I'm not talking just about your mom and pop, I'm talking about still large companies from our perspective, but but smaller companies, uh, small cap companies, I guess I should say, or even growth, even large growth companies. Right. These, these organizations build market and run their operation off of leverage and lending. And so that tightens up. It changed the the dynamics of their financial structure altogether, a hundred percent. And so, you know, having two banks already default, uh, uncertainty around the banking system as a whole. Even though we're getting the message from the feds, hey, we're going to back this thing up. We're going to make sure banks are okay, which I think is problematic in other areas. Um, it, it's just once again, the, the, in matter of fact, there's another bank. Yeah, Deutsche that, Bank this morning. Yeah, that's come out. And so there there and, and of course that's not even here in the US economy. Yeah, okay. I mean that's why that's why the, uh Europe was kind of upset with the US for what they did with with uh was the signature bank and in, in Silicon Valley bank because they feel like they gotta follow they gotta suit. follow suit, which was unprecedented, but you know, we're starting to see it. I mean, Credit Suisse the other day, UBS kind of swooped swooped in and, and bought them for uh, pennies, pennies on a dollar. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now is this going to kind of uh, show its impact across the, across the seas? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and always remember what we have been through as an, as an economy here together in the U S has been very similar to what people have faced across the globe. Okay. So global economies, you know, they also injected loads of of stimulus money into their economic system. And then, of course, they're moving into a transition of tightening to pull the money out of the system. And so, you know, some of these battles and struggles that we face are felt presently, you know, throughout. And not only that, a lot of these companies are dependent on a lot of our security here in the U.S. and specifically our banking and fixed structure. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's an interesting situation. Um, and, and I think the concerns are valid in many ways. And of course, we, you know, we keep our eyes close and, and just watch, you know, regardless of how the markets react, I think it's just something we got to keep our eyes on. And, and, uh, you know, I'll just kind of go back to that message that, uh, that, that we have said multiple times. And I think Powell is kind of indicating this, you know, with what we have seen recently, it's shifting the language on the future path of, of policy. Um, and obviously a bit to a more dovish, dovish, if I'm saying that word dovish. right, yeah, dovish uh, direction. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, in that, you know, maybe we don't see the rate hikes as much as we had expected to see them throughout the year of 23 into 24. And I would say this to you, and we've been saying this, you know, be careful what we ask for, because, you know, 
stopping, obviously we need inflation under control. We need rates uh, to, to find a place of pivot. Okay. But what that looks like when we get there may not be so pleasant. Right. Right. And I think that's that, you know, the message, if you read between the lines is, is, Hey, this is where we're at. These are the struggles we see. We're probably going to have to act a little bit quicker sooner to make some shifts, uh, you know, at the policy level, at the fed level. And so, um, you know, we just keep a close eyes on it here as a firm for you guys, but all right. What's next? The laws of wealth. The laws of wealth. This is yeah, interesting. Okay. So you know, it, it just to be like radically transparent with you guys, it's, uh, it is very, uh, it's interesting to walk through where we are at and the concerns and the uncertainty that we face thinking through this, speaking to you about this, and then trying to put a twist on a, on an emotional behavioral stance um, it's so true, but it is a struggle. It's a struggle for even me, you know, because I, you know, we read the headlines, believe me, we read them every single day, all day. And, and so, you know, we're just like everybody else in regards to we're human, right? Some of the things that we see and read, it makes us feel uncomfortable and it makes, you know, us concerned at times. And then of course you get back to, you know, working through the behavioral side of how we handle the fundamental side of investing. And, and so it's it is an interesting yet challenging uh, message to even send out there. And so we, we you know have some uh, grace with us. But this is what do you think, Mo? Rule number three: trouble is opportunity. Yeah, it, it, and it's it sounds it, it sounds kind of intuitive, right? I mean, like maybe trouble is an opportunity, but really is. I mean, if you think about um, over time, a lot of wealth has been built on uncertain times and unstable times. And so when when you see trouble or when when the market feels like it's in trouble, sometimes it's the most opportunistic, safest time to be investing. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, it says here, you know, there are three things that the intelligent investor must understand if they are truly to inoculate themselves against the fear peddled by the profiters of peril. You say mm-hmm. that three times fast. Yeah, right. Here it goes. Here's the three things. Corrections and bear markets are a common part of any investment lifetime. They represent a long-term buying opportunity and a systematic pro- a systematic process is required to take advantage of them. So bear markets, corrections are just a natural course and a natural wave of investing, if, especially if you're a long-term investor. Mm-hmm. And what you do in these times is you know, have a process in place. Um, but think about long term the impact of these opportunities to actually infuse capital into the market again, especially if you're a long term investor. Yeah, but but you know, I feel like when you when we're talking to our clients here, a lot of them are like, "But Andrew, I get what you're saying, and that worked for me when I was 30. It ain't gonna work for me when I'm 60, when I'm 65, when I'm 55." And and so I can totally respect that uncertainty and that fear in that hey. I don't have the time, um, but I think our message to you is not how the volatility correlates with today and the season of your life today. Uh, what we're saying is, is that fundamental investing is still fundamental investing. The fundamentals don't change. Uh, they don't change because of your season of life or your age of life uh, or where you're at in your retirement. 
the fundamentals of how to implement and how to execute and deliver a successful investment strategy to support a successful plan is always relevant. I give a quick example uh, when it comes to the the health world, right? Sometimes we we overcomplicate uh, different scenarios of how to become healthy. And at the end of the day, there are some common like uh, fundamental things that you should do. And it doesn't matter your age. You need a workout. You need to eat healthy. Okay. Now, does a workout routine for someone in their early 30s look different than someone in their late 70s? Of course. But is the fundamental need to, to stay active and eat healthy still relevant? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Yeah. And so that's kind of the twist on the on the investment side is the answer is absolutely yes. We can preach to you guys bear markets happen. Matter of fact, you can expect to have you know, statistically about 12 times in your lifetime. It's going to. Um, and so, you know, I always, it, our message stays, I love this example. Investing is like, is like raising teenagers, uh, you know, along the way, as they grow up into fine adults, you know, our goal as experienced parents is to focus on the long term and not the dramatic daily dustups, because, you know, the truth is, is daily, you know, we moved into our house and I'm like, Kids, get my one request is to get your flipping hands <laughs> off the walls. We just painted everything, and I don't know what I've never walked into. I don't think walked into a place and ever even touch walls. Like, what's what's it's the, a wall? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, what's? Why do we have to jump? And why do we have to put our hands all over the walls? But uh, but you know, the daily mm-hmm. uh, dust ups can can become an annoyance, but it can change our behavior because we can become reactionary. When in all reality, the focus there as good parents is the long-term success. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, and also it's it's the expectations, right? I mean, if you if you just look back historically and really anticipate not anticipate but expect that there's going to be volatility, there's going to be corrections, there's going to be a bear market. Your your ability to handle that expectation, or at least just to recognize the expectation, helps with how you manage during those time seasons. Uh, yeah. Because it, it does, you know, if you if you can have a, a view that naturally there's going to be corrections, naturally there's going to be volatility. Do I need to make changes? Yes, mm-hmm. of course. But if you just expect the fact that there is going to be some bumps along the road, then that kind of makes the uh, uh, it makes it more pal- palpable. Is that yeah. Palpable. Yeah. I don't know, it but it sounded good. Palpable. What, what, That's word. <laughs> what I would say is to expand what most say, and, and, and we'll close it out here in just a second, is that you're right. It, it lessens the severity of the, the response. Right. So uh, consider like, uh, you know, this is weird, but tickling yourself. Okay. If Amy walks up behind me and grabs me on my rib cage or jumps around the corner or my kids, I'm laying down watching TV with my arms up, hands behind my head, just chilling. <laughs> and they come behind the couch and dig into my you know, armpits, tickling me. Like my reaction is like, not so good. Okay. Pretty jumpy person. And it's I don't expect it. It's unexpected. I don't like it. Well, and I just, yeah, it's not my thing. So, but if I sit here and put my hand and tickle myself under my arm, the severity is so much more diminished, may not like it, but, but the it's, it, it's diminished and my response is controllable. And the reason is not because the pressure is different. It's not because the act is different. It's just because of the knowledge and the expectation of 
what I what happen. I know is going to happen. Right. And so as a result, it's controllable and manageable. And so that's kind of the message when it comes to investing. And so what we're doing, I'm going to carry this right into our message as a firm. And hopefully you've at this point of watching this or listening to this podcast, you have already seen the video that we sent out today. We are going into a uh, season where our goal is to walk with you, revisit uh, it's different than just a traditional client review. Yes, we can talk performance. Yes, we can talk allocation. But our goal in these upcoming meetings that hopefully you're jumping on the calendar, getting scheduled for starting the middle of April through May, uh, that's our only focus. What we're wanting to do is really do exactly what we're talking about. We want to make sure that you're educated, that you have a great and clear expectation of how things work both in good and down markets. Hopefully, you know, share with you the history once again of the of the consistency of delivering quality returns for decades in in our strategies so that you're you have the confidence, you have the stability to be able to say, "Okay, it's not comfortable, but my reaction and behavior to it is less severe. Therefore, I make good quality decisions and in essence are headed to a great and continued successful future. So uh, with that said, just wanted to throw that out there. Hopefully it was uh, you enjoyed the podcast today. Mo, you got anything else? Yeah, hopefully you're enjoying the book, those who've uh, took, uh, took us up on the offer. And again, the offer still stands. If you want to join us uh, on this journey of understanding the laws of wealth, uh, just let us know. Send us a text, send us an email, give us a call, and uh, just let us know. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll it see, to you. We'll get it, we'll get it over to you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we don't have a great format. One of our clients asked about a format of, hey, what are we going to talk week to week? And that's a great, uh, a great question. So maybe we'll send something like that out. Uh, we are currently on rule number four. Well, yeah, we, we, we didn't touch rule number four today. But rule number four and five, let's say, is on the target for next week. And of course, if you guys want it, a text and email is sufficient. And we will immediately get that book sent out your way. Love you guys. Enjoy the weather this weekend. Little League is off to a, a start opening ceremony Saturday. So we got our hands full. Soccer season is wrapping up for us. And uh, oh, by this time next week, Grayson will be in Japan. He's leaving next Thursday. Oh, yeah. yeah so, absolutely. Uh, we're excited for that. Uh, He's going to share some stories. I'll probably send, if he gives us some good pictures, I'll send them out to everyone. But uh, yeah, we're excited for him to uh, expand his culture. Yeah, so collectively, you guys keep you know keep him in your prayers as a young kid traveling to Japan with a group. And yeah, yeah. So so do that and uh, listen. Have a wonderful week. Love you guys. Be safe. Take care. See you next week. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Param provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company or enter offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.